My name is Bobby. I'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in EMS and fire. And my name is Jason, and I'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in EMS and fire. And together we're paramedics unscripted. On this show, everything is on the table. We'll talk about burnout in the business, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons, poly pharmacy, frequent flyers, the current housing market, the financial system, BS doctor office visits, or anything else we want to, all from a paramedic's point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics unscripted. Welcome back into Paramedics Unscripted. I'm your co-host, Jason. I'm here with my co-host, Bobby, for episode 28 of Paramedics Unscripted. It's been a while, but we're back to haunt your ears. Bobby, how you doing, brother? Happy Halloween, homie. Yeah, man. A- absolutely, man. Did you do anything fun for Halloween? Yes, I did. <laughs> what would you do? It's my time of year. When the demons come uh, out? What's that? When the demons come out? Oh, yeah. No, uh, that's... Uh, I love, I love Halloween. I think I said this last year, too. No, usually, I mean, it's just that time of the year, like, to me, true fall is, you know, beginning of September all the way up to Halloween. That's the part of fall I love the most because of that lead up to Halloween. It's horror movie season. And, uh, you know, uh, I just, uh, there's something about just doing the whole costume thing or going to Halloween parties and, you know, and, and passing out candy to the kids. I just love that shit. I mean, and plus they're into cosplay. So cool. <laughs> did you say cosplay? Oh, I did. I said cosplay. Oh, that's right. Cause we have a, one of those cons this weekend. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. It's wonderful. <laughs> I think this one's for, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, um, yeah, it's for, like some, some sort of con. Is this for bronies or whatever? Jesus. <laughs> Can you explain to everybody or explain to me what a brony is? Uh, if there are any, if there are any bronies out there, we're not, we're not deliberately trying to mess with you, but. But we are, fuck, we're all fucking with you because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I learned, uh, I don't know if we talked about this before. I, I actually learned. I don't, uh, I don't think we have. Yeah, like a couple years ago or something, somebody talked to me about, mentioned the word brony to me. And I was like, what the fuck is a brony? And because I never obviously heard that before. And apparently. This is not made up. You can look this up. You can Google it or wherever you go to look up your shit. Uh, there are people, uh, men, who are still very excited about My Little Ponies um, to the extent that they actually have like Brony Con and, you know, like Comic Con, but it's like Brony Con and they, I, I guess, like kind of not worship, but like they really like the ponies and that's their like thing or whatever. And they're called bronies because they're dudes and they like ponies. Um, See when you first, yeah, and I remember call, I had to call you. I, I called you right away because I was like, I, I heard it through, you know, through my wife. I thought, I you, I thought you were just fucking with me. I thought that. I was being fucked with when I'm, someone told me, but I looked it up and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, this is a real thing. Like, there's a re- this is like, I mean, the Ronicons. It's not like there's five people showing up. This is like a huge event, and I was like, holy fuck, what is wrong with these people? But you know, teach their own. You know what I mean? So anyway, we hey all man, if, if that's, that if that's what you're into. I mean, like. For instance, I mean, I know a lot of people who are in the Comic Con. I think Comic Con's freaking awesome. I mean, when people go in all the cosplay, going to Comic Con, doing like their favorite, you know, comic book, comic book superhero or you know, comic book villain, whatever. I think, I mean, they they go all out, man. I, yeah, I've never. Kudos I, to them. That, I've never been like that's pretty badass. I'm but not but like when a, you told me about when you told me about like the My Little Pony, I can understand like but like full grown dudes being into that. And, I, and like I said, I. I thought you were screwing with me until I uh, looked it up myself, and I'm like, 
You've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, comic, like, I can understand Comic-Con more than, I'm not a comic book guy, I've never been into comic books or anything, but, and I don't like the Marvel and the, whatever the other ones are, DC, I don't care about any of those movies or whatever, but that I can at least understand more because they have both male and female figures, and obviously they're like superheroes, so they have, or whatever, they have power, villains, whatever, but you can like, kind of understand how people could gravitate towards one or the other, you know, whereas like the other ones, it's ponies pastel colored ponies. Well, so it's kind of weird that people, but but again, I'm not here to judge anything. It just, I didn't, I don't understand it, but well, it was funny. Cause my, my partner at work, um, who is a great guy. I love him to death. He's really big into, uh, he actually used to work in, uh, you know, television production and whatnot alongside of fire and EMS. But, um, he's really into like anime, Mm-hmm. and uh comic cons and stuff like that anime cons and all that stuff you know and hey teach your own that's cool if that's your thing that's your thing um but i remember i brought this to his attention you know i was asking his opinion thinking that he was gonna be like what what the fuck are you talking but he was like oh yeah yeah that's yeah they're not i know those guys they're awesome i'm like what <laughs> wow I'm like, I'm like i'm like then part of me felt like shit because I'm like, well, I guess this really is a thing. And then part of me was like, no, what? <laughs> and is he, is he, now, now, is that guy like a straight dude? Of course he is. Okay. I mean, no, no, I'm I asking, mean, he, I'm not, he, I'm not being rude. I don't care if someone's straight or gay. I'm just, I'm just curious because it's like. Not that, you know, even if he wasn't, that's fine too. But yeah, no, yeah, he's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, but he's really into, I mean, uh, into anime and some of the anime stuff he's in is freaking awesome. I mean, some of that artwork that. It goes into some of those, like, you know, adult, you know, especially Jan- Japanese animations. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's just insane. I mean, oh, yeah, it's, it's cool huge. shit. Yeah, my, my daughter so- my daughter loves anime stuff. Like, she she shows me stuff. And some of it I'll watch with her, and some of it is, like, not my thing. You know what I mean? And then, but then every once in a while, she'll show me a show. I'm like, huh, that's like, you know, like the actual story is not, like, it, it fits, you know? And then the artwork, obviously, is it's anime's its own special style of artwork. But some of it is actually really good, like you said. Some of it's cheesier, but but there are definitely shows where that you could see like the people actually have like a lot of talent. You know what I mean? Well, it's kind of like with me, I'm I've, I've been a horror movie fan and horror, you know, just buff most of my life. And it's still with me to this day. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love Halloween. Cause when it comes to costumes and whatnot, I make my own shit. Now what, now let me ask you this. Cause this is a big thing. Are you, sorry, I had to write something down real quick. Are you right. into, like straight horror movies, like let's say like Friday Thirteenth, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, any of those classic, you know, Halloween, any of those classic ones, or are you more into like the the ones that are more in your mind, kind of thing? I like it all, bro. No, uh, to answer your question, um, you can't beat a classic. Like if I had, I love all of it. I mean, I like the I like the really old stuff. I like the uh, the uh, more modern slasher stuff. Uh, I like, but like you just, you know, you just refer to the psychological, you know, ones. I love those. Cause I think the one, I think the, the ones that are more effective are more of the psychological thrill, the horror movies that just, like you said, get in your head, you know, aside from like the gory shit. Cause I mean, once you see that, especially in this line of work, it doesn't really, it's not gonna really do anything to you anymore. But the, so the psychological aspect to some of these horror movies now, yeah, those, I think that's, the way they do some of them freaking awesome. And, uh, 
I just, if I had pound for pound, if I had to say my, because this was one of the first that was not too gory, but it was psychological, was the very first original 1978 Halloween by John Carpenter. Um, that, That's a classic. Yeah, that, in, in the movie that really kind of boosted Jamie Lee Curtis's career. Yeah, um, Screamer. I, I never, ever get tired of that movie. I, I, I watch it every year. And, um, you know, at least five times during the Halloween season, you know, and it's just, it's just one that you just can't really top it. Yeah. See, I like, I like those. I definitely like the classics. Um, I like those. I also like the, um, I don't know if they're really horror as much as like thriller, but like the, like the torturey ones that are like, like saw and hostile and that kind of stuff. Those are Oh, I got one for They're you, scary because they're psycho and tortury, sort of, you know what I mean? But I also like the ones like, um, and, and we've all, whether we admit it or not, probably went through this, um, like Blair Witch. Uh, not, not now. Nowadays, I wouldn't say that's a great movie now, but back in the day when it came out. It was the, unique because no, yeah. no one did something like that. And they had no so much that. shit going around with it where they were right. like building it all up and they had all this stuff. And then um, what was the other one? Uh, the whole series, uh, well, definitely the first one for sure, Paranormal Activity. Um, you know, yeah, that, that those was are all done where, well. Yeah, like they're scary. Like they definitely showed stuff on there that was kind of freaky or whatever, but it wasn't like, right. oh my God, you're like jumping behind your couch scary, but but it fucked with you. <laughs> well, I saw one in the theater recently and I didn't, and it was very psychological. It's called Barbarian. And uh, I'm writing it down. Yeah, it, it. I mean, you can get it now. It's streaming several different places now. It's because it's not in the theater anymore, or it might still be, but then you can also stream it. It is not really that gory, but it. It's just. It's a psychological ride, man, and it just takes you to different places that you don't think it's going to take you to, and it. It. Uh, yeah, that that it was it was pretty good. Well, I, was I mean, ha- some some people might not like it. But I mean, I thought it was it was well done. They did it for fairly cheap, I think, and it was just it was insane. It was good. Well, I remember like um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but um, I hope my wife won't kill me. But uh, when when my wife and I were dating back in the you know in the old days, there uh, we were um, you know I was like I like all horror movie stuff. I, I love like getting scared and stuff. I just think, I just think yeah. it's fun or whatever. So I was trying to get. She hates horror movies. Like hate like will not watch. Don't ask me why the you hell have the are you same problem that? I do. Yeah, so so I was you know dating her obviously, and Paranormal Activity had come out. That was that that was the hot movie at that time period, right. and and I owned it of course, you know after it came out, and so I was like telling her I was like, hey, you got to watch it. Like it's it's a great movie. It's 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 more in your head than it is scary, you know. Duh, duh. And she's like, no, I don't want to watch it. But so then one night we're hanging out, and she's like, hey, let's watch that movie you were talking about. I was like. Which one? She's like, you know, Paramount Activity. And I was like, you want to watch that? And she's like, yeah. I was like, all right. And um, so we put it on. We watched the movie. We finished the movie. She watched the entire thing. She didn't get freaked out during any of it. I mean, there was, you know, she may have jumped a little bit at scary parts like anybody else does. But that right. was it. And then eventually, whatever, fast forward, now she goes home. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And she goes, yeah, that wasn't, you know, or before she went home, she's like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. And I was like, I told you. It's more of like, that's one of those movies that's more in your head. It's not like there's like a Jason guy running around or Freddy Krueger running around in your dreams or what. It's not, or Halloween or Michael Myers or whatever. It's, it, this is more, you know, this kind of stuff. And she goes, yeah, it wasn't that bad. And then fast forward like a week, maybe two weeks or something like that. I work, you know, 24 hour shifts in the fire department and I'm at home and I'm sleeping. 
and because uh, I, I have to go to shift the next day, and it's like three in the morning, and you know I live by myself at that time because we weren't married or anything; we were just dating. And the phone rings at three in the morning, and of course you pick it up because it wakes you up out of your sleep. And right. it, it's my now wife screaming at me on the phone <laughs> because she's like, she's like, you're a fucking asshole. And I was like, oh, she's okay. hearing every little noise. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And I was like, what? Oh, okay. But what did I do? Cause it's because like, like I said, we watched the movie like a week or two ago. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, I remember you, you, we watched that movie. And I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, and I'm freaking out. I can't fall asleep tonight. You're staying up with me. And I was like, okay. So I just stayed with her on the phone and then eventually went to work, you know, when it was time and stuff. But it was just kind of, it was just really funny. Because she she didn't it didn't like when she actually physically watched the movie it did nothing for her like you know and she thought she would be terrified but then you know obviously for a week or whatever it was that time period break between it was bothering her so much you know so those are good movies I think those are good movies and like I remember we had that um we had that big snowstorm like they made what five of them yeah I don't I don't think I've seen them all I've seen like I definitely five. seen two or three of them maybe but I remember yeah. that big snowstorm we had when. When I got stuck at work and I worked for five days straight, I work uh, whatever many hours that is, 24 times five days straight. And we, one of the stations I was at uh, had that movie, of course, because it was a hot new movie or whatever. And they were always watching it. Like every day, twice a day, people were watching it in the room. And not everybody would go in there. We had like a fire engine, a truck, uh, a squad. I mean, we had a whole bunch of people in this firehouse, probably 20, 20, 25 of us in this firehouse for these five days, you know. And so groups of people would go in there and be like, hey, we're watching the movie. Anybody want to come? And most people are like, oh, hell no, or I've seen it before, whatever. And every single time it was on, people were getting freaked out. It was just funny. Like, just seeing like, people's reaction. Because I don't think that's a super scary movie, but they did such a good job with it. You know? Right. There's a bunch of them. I mean, there's uh, another good, they made two of them, uh, Sinister, um, which were good. Um, what about which the ring? with your head. The Ring was always good. I always I love that movie. That's seven days. Seven days. You know that was a. It, apparently, they're having a reboot come out. Either a reboot or uh, I watched the the trailer for it. It's, I don't know if it's. I can't tell if it's a reboot or if it is a continuation from the last one. Have you seen the? Have you ever seen the? Uh, like like take aside from that for a sec. Have you ever go to, go on YouTube if you want anybody who's listening if you want a good laugh. Go on YouTube and type in the Ring at, at like Best Buy or something. Right. Some it might not be Best Buy. It looks like Best Buy to me. I don't know if it's called Best Buy in the title, but you go there and they have a you know looks like a Best Buy, and you go into the room with all the TVs back, especially this back in the old days when when Ring came out, you know, and you go into that room where there's all the TVs and you can pick which one you want because you're gonna buy it or whatever, and they have the salesman in there talking, and then they have all these TVs, and behind the people that are customers that have no idea what's going on, one of the TVs will slide down, and that girl that's in the ring in full garb, full makeup, everything comes out of the TV. Well, of the, where the TV hole was. And that then the TV awesome. goes back up and she comes up and like, just sit, sits behind them until they notice her. And, and also she, and while they're talking, the ring is playing on all the TVs. Like, you know, like, 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 you know, they have the demo <laughs> stuff on or whatever. They always have the demo movies or whatever. That's right. the demo movie on all the TVs. And they're like, Oh yeah. So this is the Sony. This one's really nice. It's blah, blah, blah. It's 1080p, whatever, you know, back in the day. And they're like doing all this. And meanwhile, that she climbs out of the TV. Like it's, it's like a TV, but there's no screen. The right. sc- what you see is her actually in there holding still. And then she comes. Oh, it's so fucking awesome. Yeah. Cause the, the people, and they show whole clips of them, like a whole compilation of like the people coming up, coming out and seeing it. It's funny. As hell. Freaking out. Oh yeah. It's funny as hell. Like, cause I'll come up and like touch people on the shoulder and they're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Well, there's another, there's another, um, there's a movie that came out, I think several years ago. It was called, um, All Hallows Eve. 
and it introduced this this character called Art the Clown. And you know, there's a lot of people that get freaked out by clowns. Yeah, um, but uh, this <laughs> this takes it to another level because you don't. This clown doesn't. He's like a mime slash ugly looking spindly clown. So he doesn't like talk or anything. No, <laughs> he just he just smiles with nasty teeth, and uh, he is a serial killer, but it's kind of like psychological and it's got some of the most wild special effects I've seen in a, it's called the terrifier. And they, they came out, they, they, they art, the clown did so well. And they introduced him in that movie called all hallows Eve. They made a movie just for him, uh, called the terrifier that came out, I think two years ago. And then they just came out with, uh, the terrifier two, which is in movie theaters right now, which apparently is so extreme that it's only playing in limited theaters and people are leaving the theater, having panic attacks, throwing up, you know, and just not being able to deal with it. I'm like, Oh, I got to see that shit now because I saw the first two, like, you know, all Hallows Eve and then Terrifier. So, Oh, I got to see this now. Are the other ones on like Netflix or whatever? Or, or uh, yeah, yeah. You, well, uh, one of them's yeah. The, you just have to go through like Netflix, Hulu, uh, Roku, one of the apps, or on your local uh, cable or satellite. It, it, at least the first one, like All Hallows Eve, and then the Terrifier. You can, but Terrifier Two is still. It's only a matter of time before that thing streams too. But, but yeah, that's uh. Like I said, I can understand how some people get into Comic-Con and anime and all that. Because, I mean, I'm the same way with when it comes to horror movies and that type of stuff, that genre. Yeah, it's just... So uh, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't... I don't... I don't... Not to be mean to anybody or hurt anyone's feelings, even though I don't care about your feelings. But, uh, yeah, the brony thing I don't get. But teach their own. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Like but, uh, well, no, I mean, that. that's... Well, it kind of made me... Uh, I was thinking about we should start our own dude um I was thinking about an all dudes group that is it a that appreciates rainbow bright oh, <laughs> and we can call it we can call it rain bro bright okay. right. <laughs> i'm just fucking with you so uh anyway no. anyway so what else has been going on with you, man? It's been it's, it's been a minute. I know you got really really sick. Yeah, I was sick and, for a while. Uh, I was down for yeah. like a couple of weeks. Um, I had like sinus crap, and I don't know what the else the flu or whatever. Um, it knocked me on my ass. Well, it knocked my wife on her ass, and then I was fine. She was sick, and I was like, you know, doing the like stepping up, taking care of everything, and making sure right. you know we had separate. Like, um, we had my daughter on her side of the house, basically. She was fine. And, um, and then we stayed in our, or she stayed in the bedroom and then like, I would bring her food, do all, you know, take care of her and stuff. And then, right. and she was like, how are you? She's like, oh, I feel so bad. And how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. I don't feel, I don't feel anything. And then I went on for like a week and, right. you know, being normal stuff, wash your hands and all the normal stuff. And, uh, and then I was, you know, clean the sheets, all that stuff. So doing all that normal stuff you always do and lice all everything. And then one night I was, I was up and I was just chilling. I was fine. And I was up just chilling, watching TV after the, my daughter, my wife had gone to bed and I was upstairs. And all of a sudden I was like, Ugh. 
And then that was it. Like then the next day my wife comes home from work and I, and I, you know, I work at home as a realtor and a travel agent. So I, I'm like, where, you know, she comes home and I'm like in bed at when she comes home at like four, which I'm normally not, obviously. She's like, Oh, what's up with you? And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't feel good. Was it, was it the monkey pox? I don't know. I don't go to the doctor for that shit because they're not going to do anything for it anyway. That's all they ever do is they're like, oh, you, you have, you have, a, you have a, a, you know, an infection. You know, you have a, a viral infection. Okay. What can you do for it? Drink water. You know, like it's a dumb waste of a copay, I think, in most of those. Drink plenty of fluids. Yeah. Bed rest. So, yeah. Bed rest, but make sure you stay hydrated. Yeah, stay hydrated. You know, yeah. So I, so I did all that normal stuff that everybody does and then. Right. But it, but it literally like it took, it took me, it kicked my ass for definitely I was in bed for like a week, you know, and then even the second week I was like still in bed most of the time. Right. And then even after that, even after week two, week three, I was still feeling like I was up walking around, but I still had that like that lingering of like, God, fuck, go get out. You know what I mean? Like, right. Get out, you demon, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was when I was, so that was part of what you know and then with work stuff after that and then I had of course then I had to play three weeks of catch up with work stuff and it was like for that for that definitely that first week when I was in bed I wasn't doing shit you know <laughs> there was nothing going on like I how was, long were you down I was down I was down in bed for a week I mean literally like all day right. and just sleeping and just like letting my body recover and stuff like that you know because it, it whooped my ass I didn't I wasn't sick I mean I didn't like I didn't throw up I wasn't nauseous. You know, I didn't, I barely had a temperature a couple times, you know, but it was, it was just more of like, just, I was, my body was wiped out. And so I was like, all right. Well, I just want to, I just want to apologize to the people out there. Sorry. There was a, a uh, big pause in since the last podcast. Yeah. And I, I apologize for Bobby. A lot, a lot has happened in the world since the last one. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's all Bobby's fault. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm here every week ready to record, you know, and sometimes Bobby's just like, I don't want to. And. Yeah, it's it's annoying, but you know it's what I deal with. People, it's what I deal with. <laughs> but anyway, uh, being that we just had uh, Halloween uh, yesterday, uh, we're recording this on November first, twenty twenty two. I know we were talking about uh, you know obviously we ha- we're a EMS podcast, and then we flare off into different rants and stuff like that. But uh, we want to talk about appropriately titled uh, ghost story section here. Um, and I know I have one. And did you have one you want to talk about, or you want me to start it off? Go ahead, man. All right. So if we, where where I worked before. In the uh, station I worked at, well, I can just say the number, Station 10, um, where I worked, that was a known, um, like, paranormal, like, we definitely had ghosts there, okay? So, whether you believe in ghosts or not, there was shit going on that there was no fucking human explanation for. Um, and, and So, they, when you guys watched Paranormal Activity, you really fucked yourself. Well, we did, not watch, we did not watch it there, but my last two partners I had, well, my last three, really, but definitely my, my actually... Let me rephrase. My last partner was not that bad. My two mm-hmm. partners before them were both like ridiculously scared of horror movies. Um, and I would always fuck with them all the time. Like just get, we had like the, we, it was a big station, but there were only, unless the volunteers were there, it was just me and my partner in this right. huge station. Right. And, and we had fire, fire apparatus, medic unit, but we just staffed the medic unit and we're in this big, you know, two story fire set house and there's no one there. So I'd get on the PA station, station, you know, PA system all the time on the phones, you know, that there's phones in every room and just get on there and be like, <laughs> like that when he was sleeping and stuff like that. And then, and then I'd like go in his room. Like he said, he would sleep in a different room sometimes just cause it's nice to give a big station. You might as well spread out. Right. So he'd go in the, in the, like the, the volunteer bunk room thing, but he'd be the only one in there. 
and I'd go in there and, and I'd crack. Hey, what's up. what's what's the volunteer bunk room thing? It was just a big. It was a big bunk room with like lots of bunk beds. But why is it called the volunteer bunk? Because that's where they slept. Like all the oh, so, the male oh, volunteer. So, oh, you oh, you talking about the uh, the volunteer component to your yeah yeah department? yeah yeah okay. they they weren't there all the time, but sometimes they would be there. But this time they, no one was there. It was just me and my partner. So he would go in that big room with all these bunk beds, but he would just you know obviously get in a bed and go to sleep. And I would go in there and I would do that thing for him for a while. He'd be like, "Hey man, stop it! Fuck off!" You know what I mean? And then and then I'd be like, "All right." And then I would slowly sometimes I'd go in there where he's sleeping and just like creep the door open, just barely crack it open, you know. And he's asleep by mind you, so I'm very quiet. And I open the door. And then I'd go over to the door and just and just pull it. I mean, slam it hard. Like, oh whoa! And he'd be like, Jesus Christ, you know. So I'd fuck with him all the time. So just just to, just stuff to fuck with him. You know what I mean? Because it's funny. So meanwhile, then I have a. And for I, people out there that don't know, this shit happens all. Oh yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you're with, like we said, you're with your, nobody is safe. Yeah, you're with your partner more than you are like your husband or your wife or yeah. your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. So like you, you, you're a big family and you learn to fuck with each other in a fun way, not in a mean, mean way, you know. And and definitely, uh, I will say mo- most people in the fire department don't have feelings. You know, they're not like these people like, oh, that really hurt my feeling. Like that, no, that's not. You're probably not gonna last long in the fire department if you're one of those people. Um, but anyway, so my then my other partner Justin, um, he was very terrified of uh of that kind of stuff. And so I told him when he became, you know, came to our station and he was going to be my partner for a long time. And I was like, Hey, just so you know, this, this house, this firehouse is haunted. Right. They, they say it's the, I think they said it was a ghost of a volunteer that had been there a long, I mean, this is a long, long time ago that died, not, not, didn't die at the firehouse, but you know, died and they, whatever. That's what they all said. And he's like, no, there's not. And I was like, no, there is. And I, and I promise you, like you will, the way our firehouse was, you had a, a big heavy metal door that it, it, it was, it would, it just, it just, it was weighted kind of thing. So it would close by itself when it, you know, when you went out to the bay. So it separated the bay from the firehouse part. Okay. So, and that door, and it, when you closed, you heard it, it was like, huh, cause it was a metal door. So it never was quiet. Um, and so right. you normally you're running through that door to get to your unit and go out and go on a call or go to get food or something like that. So you don't, it doesn't bother you. But there'd be multiple times when you're sitting in the firehouse and it's like you said, just me and him in the entire firehouse for 24 hours. And you'd be sitting somewhere watching TV, you're in your bunk room, whatever, and you hear the door close. And no one's there except for you and your partner. You're both sitting 10 feet away from each other. That door's, you know, 50 feet away through, like, a big maze of hallway stuff. And there's no way it doesn't open and close by itself. It's a weighted door. So, right. And that would happen all the time. He's like, what the fuck was that? And, I was, it's, and he was like, oh, I told you. It's not really that big of a deal. And uh, so we're sitting, in the, but now fast forward. Now it's nighttime. We're going to bed. We're sleeping in the same bunk room. Um, and it, this room has two beds in it. Okay, so we're, you know, obviously he's in one bed, I'm in the other bed. And I told him, also, he's like, I was like, hey, just, you know, you'll probably hear shit, but don't worry about it. Just, just go to bed. You'll be fine. They're like, they're not malicious ghosts or anything. They don't do anything to you. And he's like, dude, just stop, man. And I was like, it's fine. Just stop being a pussy. So, so anyway, go to bed or whatever. We're laying in bed. I, I have my headphones on and I'm watching Netflix on my, on my iPad or whatever. And he's in his bed doing reading or whatever he's doing. I don't remember. And all of a sudden... And our walls in that room were cinder block walls. Right. And, and, the, and behind those walls is the exterior of the firehouse, just where we were in the firehouse. This is the exterior wall, like behind us, basically. And uh, if you were to go through the wall, which is, you know, however thick that is. And, uh, and so we're sitting there, and all of a sudden we hear, like, you hear, like, like, in the wall area. Right. Which is cinder blocks, so there's no, like... Like there's nothing in there, 
and and he's and I'm like I have my headphones on, so I'm like, oh, no, no. and then he looked. He goes, hey, hey, and I go, I take my headphones. What? He goes, did you hear that shit? And I was like, oh, the shit in the wall. I was like, yeah, I told you, dude, it's haunted. The, the fucking shit happens all the time. And he's like, no, <laughs> seriously. And then we're sitting there, and you hear, you hear like. Like that, and he's like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And I'm like, "And I'm like, no, dude, just fucking go to bed. You're fine. They're not gonna do anything." It's just, and he goes, "No, that's someone. Someone's fucking with us from the other room." And I was like, "Uh, this is the exterior wall, genius. Think about it." He goes, "He goes, oh yeah." I was like, "Yeah, your back left corner of the station here. Think about look like mentally now." He goes, "Yeah," and I was like, "Yeah, there's no, it's that wall's probably like three feet thick." No one's scratching outside and you're fucking hearing it. And it's cinder block. There's no oh, mice. cinder block and poured concrete. Yeah, yeah. There's no mouse like running around in there that's been trapped right. in there for 30 years or whatever, how long the station had been built for. And, uh, and he's like, man, that's fucked up. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I just put my head down. That was, that was it. So like, that was our, that was our like big thing. So then fast forward now, same, same partner, totally different scene. So now, that was, like I said, these aren't like horribly haunting stories, but um, kind of freaky out stories. So then another night we're sitting there and, you know, we're sleeping, me and him, same room, no one else at the firehouse, just me and him. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden the tones go off, like, which is what you get dispatched for a call for. And the tones go off, and it's like, Medic 10, uh, contact dispatch, Medic 10, contact dispatch. And I'm like, and, and I'm like what the fuck? Like we both wake up, we're like, what? what the fuck did that say? And he's like, it said call dispatch. I'm like, what the fuck do we need to call? God, what time is it? And it's like three in the morning. Like, we hadn't run a call all night, it was one of those glorious nights. So you're like half asleep. So I'm like, hey, this is Jason Medic 10. What's up? And I'm like, are you guys okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we were sleeping. And they're like, well, we got a 911 call from the station. What? And they're like, uh, they're like, they're like, did you call 911? I was like, man, we didn't have a phone in this room. And we were sleeping. And there's no phone in this room. <laughs> like, we didn't call 911. And they're like, we got it from the station landline. You know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, can you go out? There's a deputy outside. There's deputies that have come, all come to the station. To, you know what I mean? Because they were like, 911 call. No one's answering. They, they were like, yeah, we tried calling you guys on the radio. No one was answering. I'm so like, someone called 911 but didn't say anything, so they traced it. Yeah. And it, it showed up. Well, well, I used to work in dispatch a long time ago. Right. So when it popped, when you call 911, these milliseconds, it automatically call, starts it, zeroing it, in it, on your location. No, it doesn't. It knows it right away. A landline, it knows it. Okay. Like cell phones, it's got to ping off three towers and it triangulates within a certain range. I mean, a landline, it, boop, firehouse, station, you know, whatever, station 10, here's the address, whatever. It tells you all that stuff. So they knew it. So I, I go out into the, so I'm like, Whoa. they're like, can you go meet? I was like, God damn it. And my partner's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. There's some fucking deputy here. What the? I, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so then I walk out and I come out the door and I turn the corner towards that big, heavy fucking door. And there's a sheriff deputy like walking right towards me. He jumps fucking almost through the wall. You know what I mean? I jump almost back. Cause I'm like not expecting him to be right there where I turned. Cause you didn't hear anything, you know? Right. And, and cause it's all nighttime. And like I said, we're the only two. And he goes, he goes, Jesus, you scared the shit out of me. And I was like, you scared the fuck out of me. Why are you in the firehouse? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we got a 911 call from the station. It was a 911 hang up. And I was like, He's like, where, where are you? Who's in the building with you? I was like, me and my partner. He goes, where are you? And that, like, where were you in the station? I was like, we're in our bunk room. And he goes, did you call 911? I was like, sir, we don't even have a phone in the room. Why? And why the fuck would we call 911? Like, <laughs> you know, and he goes, can you show me where you're sleeping? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, my partner's still in there. And so we go in there and he definitely sees like the made up beds and my bed's all shoveled because I just got up and everything. And my partner's fucking laying right. in there with goop in his eyes going, what the fuck? <laughs> so that was our like thing there. And so, 
They, yeah, that was it. Like someone called some ghost or something or whatever called 911 from our station. It wasn't me and my partner because we were fast asleep because it was 3.30 in the morning and we hadn't run a call all night. And the cops were like, okay. And a volunteer, someone didn't come in. No, no I mean, well, to, I, oh, okay. I can't guys. promise you a volunteer didn't come in, but you would right. hear those metal doors. The, all, the bay door in, from the bay is definitely metal. You'd hear that close for sure. And the front doors, you know, it's a metal exterior door. I mean, it's going to make a noise when it closes. Now, could we have slept through it? Possibly, I guess anything's possible, but, but like why I've never, we've never had a volunteer just come in at three in the morning. Right. I, I've never seen it even, you know, I've never seen it. Cause we're half the time we're up half the time at three in the morning. Cause we've been on a call or something and I've never had a very volunteer to stop by. Like, I just want to check in. It's three in the morning. Just thought I'd check in. Like no one would do that. Five o'clock, maybe or six o'clock as they're going to work, maybe get a coffee or something like that. But three in the morning now. So that was one of the other ones. And uh, then one of the funnier ones we had same, same exact partner. We're sitting, uh, we go back, we come back from a call. We're sitting in the ambulance in the bay. We've just pulled back into the bay. And uh, it's, it's like, you know, it's doing that like pre-thunderstorm lightning stuff going on, right? And, and all of a sudden it's like, and then I'm like, hey, hey, uh, I'm going to go take out. And we had a trash like in the bay, big one of those 80-gallon trash bags. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go dump the trash, take the trash to the dumpster, which is across the parking lot. And then there's like a little fenced-in area and you go in there and there's a big dumpster, right? So I'm like, he's like, all right. And so he's just chilling, sit because we're tired. So he's just chilling in the fucking front of the unit, and uh, and he's got the door open. And he's just chilling, and all of a sudden you hear like, crack, 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 like that, and the lightning shoots down right, and obviously somewhere it hit a transformer, and all the fucking the entire firehouse just goes, all goes all goes dead right, like nothing. It's black, no power, and I'm and I'm over at the dumpster at this point. So I'm across right. a parking lot that has lights on, but now all those lights are completely off because the whole power's out. And, <laughs> and, and my partner, like I said, he's a little, he was like scared of this stuff. So he's like, he's like, Jason, Jason, like that. And I'm like, what? And I'm like putting the d- trash in the dumpster and I start walking toward it. Now he can't see me because it's pitch black. And all of a sudden, maybe 30 seconds later, whatever it is, you know, the generator kicks and, and everything comes back on. Right. And uh, he goes, Oh, fucking Christ. And I was like, what? And he's like, he's like, dude, dude, that was fucked up. You went out there and like the power went out and I was like, I couldn't see you anymore. And everything was pitch black. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, how fucked up would it have been if it fucking, if the fucking lights came back on and I'm like being dragged out into the woods, you know, and I'm grabbing onto the pavement, you know, like, Justin! you know, like that. He's like, no. And then, and then all that other stuff I'm telling you, he's like, he's like, no, that, that would fuck me up, dude. That would fuck me up. And I'm like, all right, man, come on, let's go. Uh, I like, yeah, it sounds like a transformer blue or something over there, like far away, but you could see the spark or whatever in the sky. I was like, yeah, probably blue transformer. Let's, let's get into the station. Let's do whatever we're doing. You know? And he's like, okay. And then all of a sudden we walk in the station and it goes, crack. And it goes, everything goes off again. And he goes, nope. And he goes, and he runs back into the ambulance and turns the battery on and fucking turns the ambulance on. He goes, come on, get the fuck in. And I was like, I was like, what are we doing? He's like, right, we're not staying here. Where did you go? We just, just drove, on the air. Yeah, we just went out and pulled into the parking lot and like pulled away from the station a little bit. And he's like, I was like, what? What are you doing? And then all of a sudden they toned out like a, you know, you know, a, a whatever it's called, you know, where the power box got hit there and then the fire engine went. We right. called our, we called our lieutenant and told him, I was like, hey, you're probably going to get a call. And he's, and all went out like 30 seconds later. So it was just funny. So not really, that one wasn't really a ghost story. That was definitely more power story, but it was just funny because he was so terrified of that shit. So what about you? No, uh, well, nothing, nothing yet, which is kind of surprising. But the, the stories that always kind of get me are, uh, 
um, the cardiac arrests or trauma where the person survives and that was clinically dead at the time, but they end up surviving and they can come back. They come back later and tell you when you, if they say come back back to the station and introduce themselves to you officially, since you're actually seeing them while they're alive now. Yeah. That's kind of, they they could describe everything that you were doing. Yeah. That's why I always, and they were dead and they were describing it like they were hanging above you. Yeah. Describing to the T everything you were doing. Yeah. We've talked about that too, because I always tell people like, especially newbies that haven't been to CPR first, or you know, it's first CPR or whatever. And you also have people that, everybody deals with death differently. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and especially when you're not a seasoned person, it's like you know, kind of fucks with you, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And I always tell people like, like a lot of people's normal, especially me too. Not now because I'm seasoned, but, but your normal reaction is make jokes. You know, that's a coping mechanism people use. And I always tell people, man, don't when, when, if someone dies and we're on a CPR, just do your business, talk business. You know what I mean? Like do your thing, like try to keep it like that because, you know, depending on what you believe in or whatever. And like you said, stories like that, where you hear people who have been clinically dead and come back and they're like, yeah, I could hear you talking. And I saw you reading over me and like, you know, whatever. And it's like, you just don't know, man. Well, yeah. And they can describe. Yeah. 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 They're not making drugs that you used, how you open the box, you know, just, just stuff that they would not know one where they were laid out. And then two, they weren't able to see what I was grabbing and how I was opening it or whatnot, you know, just stuff like that where it's just, yeah. I mean, and if people that that's the type of stuff that will trip people out if they're not ready for it. Yeah. And, um, you know, cause there's a lot of people out there that, you know, that don't believe that, you know, a lot of like agnostics or atheists out there that believe that, you know, that, they don't believe that, especially a lot of atheists out there that just believe that, you know, when, when you're dead, you're dead, you're gone, you're gone, you know, dust in the wind, blah, 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 blah. You know, I get it. You know, everybody has different beliefs. Sure. But when they experience something like that, it can be a game changer for them because with their belief system, with their paradigm, how do they explain that? Yeah. Those are the things that usually get it because that's how it is with a lot of stuff. You don't believe something. I get Yeah. I get I could understand them if it was just an a hearing thing, like they heard certain things that you're doing, heard you know descriptions of what you were doing, like say to your partner, your, you and your partner talking back and forth, you know, uh, you talking back and forth to the you know, you know, guys and girls in the engine crew, whatever, depending on what what you're doing, but to describe what you're doing where you got this drug from, how much you gave, you know, what it looked like, you know, how your body was positioned, just stuff like that, where there's no way they would know unless they actually were hovering above you, looking down on well, you. Or they know your name because it's on your shirt, but they, right. were, but they were dead. Uh, let, you know what I mean? Like, but they were like, right. Oh yeah. I remember uh paramedic Paul was right here, you know, or whatever. They see all that. And you're like, Whoa, shit. Yeah. I remember this, this guy that I worked with, he, uh, I remember he was telling me, that that was the one thing, the, one of the first things that really tripped him out was they had a cardiac arrest, one of the many cardiac arrests that he ran where it was, they survived. And this woman was able to, she described vividly 
exactly what went down before she came back, before they got her back. And even when they got her back, meaning, you know, to people out there who may not know, uh, when they got her back, you know, when they got a good pulse, good blood pressure, you know, good heart rhythm, the whole nine yards, you know, you're, when you're, you know, post arrest, when you're trying to keep them stable after that, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, I mean, most of the time they're still unconscious. That's just the way it is. But after they're released from the hospital and they want to meet you. And he said, he's like, man, it just really kind of changes your perspective on things, especially if you have certain beliefs when someone tells you that when somebody comes to you and they can describe literally everything that was on the scene and everything they did when there's no way they would have been able to know that. Well, that's except that they, unless they saw it. Well, that, that's also brings me kind of to another point. Have you personally yourself ever seen a ghost or what you believe might be a ghost or something you can't explain? Like not like something that you saw, not just, or like not something you just heard necessarily, but something you actually saw. And it doesn't have to I be EMS related. I don't know. Uh, I've definitely seen a lot of unexplained things, but I, I can't really tell you what they are. Um, I, I remember this is one thing that really kind of, uh, tripped me out. I was my, uh, my old partner who I was at the Pentagon on nine 11 with, she, uh, she took a lot of, pic- a lot of pictures, which I'm still surprised to say that the FBI didn't seize her photos. Cause she took a lot of pictures that were, you know, pictures that and and visuals and certain places on scene, which, you know, the general public didn't get to see. And there were a couple that were just, you know, where she took group shots of, of us or others. And there were, and especially if it was at night, you know, that, that night, you know, after things started going dark, you know, on the day. And uh, and even during the day, just unexplained orbs in the pictures. And these were, these were you know, actual film photos. This wasn't digital. Okay, this was these actually... Weren't, these weren't the point and clicks? <laughs> no, these, these, were, uh, these were developed, you know, uh, uh, photos. And there was one... I remember there was one in particular, which I don't know if I ever showed you, but it was to this day, probably one of the most amazing photos I've ever seen. Um, it was basically, it was a, she took the picture at night in a, you know, and on nine 11 at the Pentagon, I mean, it, 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 there were problems all day. I mean, you know, this Jason, you were there um, mm-hmm. where, you know, the fire would kind of start back up again, you know, in certain, certain areas or whatnot, or they thought when they thought they'd have it stabilized, sometimes it would, it would, it would flame back up in certain places. A little rekindle. Yeah. And, um, there was, so there was a lot of smoke. Um, she took this picture at night, right in front of the gas, you know, where, where the, uh, the damage, where the, where the, the impact was, you know, right. And, uh, 
she was taking a picture at a specific angle and the way the photo came out when she got it back from uh, wherever she had the film developed, you know, CVS where I don't know, it looks like in the photo, it's not smoke. It literally looks like an angel rising from the, from the, the impact zone. It's, it's, that's it's the, it's, it's the most freaky and beautiful thing I think I've seen in one photo. I mean, because it's, it's very, the way it's very eerie how the photo is because it was at night and the, the angle she took it, but the way it hit the smoke or the smoke that was still in the air in that, in that particular area, it, it, it's amazing. You know, I was just, I saw it. I'm like, did you fuck with this? You know, (laughs) did you, did you something with Photoshop? No, she didn't. And, um, it was just, uh, it's pretty insane. That was, you know, just, just stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, and as I've said before, I think the the freakiest things for me, and it's funny because I was at my uh, 30th class reunion several weeks ago. And, you know, I didn't go to the actual reunion. I went to a lot of people that came into town for the reunion. It happened to be like homecoming at our high school. So a lot of people went to the homecoming game. Then they went to this bar down the street afterwards and pretty much everybody who was going to the reunion the next night was at the bar that night. I couldn't go to the reunion because I had something else going on. So we, uh, my wife and I went to the, uh, we went to the bar the night before. And one of the questions that I was getting asked a lot from people that I hadn't seen in a long time is, uh, you know, once they realize you know what you do for a living, of course, you know, as you've been asked this many times, Jason is what's the craziest thing you've ever seen. You know, and, and I'm like, and I always say the same thing, you know, cause people expect you to say something, you know, like, and, and I've said this before on the podcast, they expect you to say, you know, something nasty or gory or, you know, like, you know, you know, half of a person, you know, over here while the other half was severed in half and over 50 yards away. no. You know, and I, I tell them all the time, you know, the, the freakiest stuff for me, it's not the gory stuff. It's the unexplainable stuff like that. Or as I've said before on here, when you, there's many a times where you, you, you pull up on, a, on an accident scene and there's no way anybody survived it. But it's completely the opposite. Everybody survived and you're looking at the wreckage and you're like, how is this possible? It's just, you just, it's like, you can't explain it. And you just, and it doesn't make any sense except that there has to be something else at play here. And, um, it's just, that's the stuff that will stick with you or for me, that's the stuff that it's not, it's not like the, it's not the gunshot wound to the face where someone removed their face from the, you know, buckshot or, you know, or, you know, or, or someone literally cut in half from driving underneath a semi or none of that stuff. It's, it's the unexplainable stuff. That's what sticks with you. Yeah. That's like, um, and, oh, go ahead. Sorry. And I, I apologize for repeating myself. I know I've 
probably explained that before when we've touched on this subject, but it, it it's the truth. It's the, you know, that that's, that's type of stuff. And not everything I've explained has happened to me personally, but you know, it happens all the time in this line of work. You know, some of the stuff has happened to me, some of the stuff hasn't, but, uh, or it's happened to my partners or people in my crew, it, but, but it's, you know, and everybody has their thing of, of what's going to stick with them. Yeah. You know, there are people out there that in even in this line of work that still have weak stomachs where it's the nasty stuff, the, the gory stuff that's going to stick with them. To me, that's not, that's not it. Yeah. I had a, I had a non EMS one where the, the, the one time I ever, like, you know, like you said, you get that moment when you kind of realize something else, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, what, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like one of those There's things. something else going on. Yeah. Cause you can't, you literally, it goes against everything in your belief system, depending on what that belief system is. Yeah. I was, I was at a WVU at West Virginia university and uh, me and my like next door neighbor in my dorm or whatever, we were hanging out and we always dicked around and watched like Beavis and Butthead or whatever. And then eventually like go to bre- go to breakfast sometimes in the morning or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, Whoa. and, uh, and we, <laughs> and, and we're doing that and we're like, Hey, do you want to go get breakfast? Like it was, a, it was about that time when the D hall opened up downstairs and everything. And where we lived was, uh, was Bennett tower. That's what it was called. It was four towers, nine stories each. And they were in a square like formation with an opening in the middle. And then on the floor, the ground floor, which was the one you came in off the street on that one had, um, that, that, that part covered the entire, all four towers. We're all in that, you know, they all share that same floor. And then there's the cafeteria and all this different stuff in that middle part. And then you go right. up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in each tower. And there's all these dorm rooms and stuff. And so anyway, we're, we're on uh first floor. So we're one story above that. And we're going back to our rooms like, Hey, you want to go get the, do whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Let me go get my, whatever my, my ID card or something. I don't know what we had to go back for. So we're walking back and our, the ways our, the way our floor was set up, you had, it was a square and it was guys and girls, a co-ed floor. So half the square was girls' rooms, half the square was boys' rooms, girls' bathroom on the girls' side, obviously boys' bathroom on the boys' side. And in the middle was like elevators and, um, and then a big common area with like TV and all the channels and stuff and couches and stuff. And then, of course, on two different corners were stairwells, right? So our, we're, we're coming out, we're going by a stairwell, and then we make a left turn, and we're going down that hallway, and our rooms are right next to each other about middle of that hallway. So we're walking down the hall. Like I said, it's at this point, I don't know, we'll say 536. I don't remember. Like it's early morning in college. No one's up that early. And uh, so we're walking by there and we turn the corner and there's this Asian, like, I'm going to say she's in her 30s-ish or something, right? And she's walking towards us. Never seen her before in my life. And she's in her 30s. This is freshman dorm. These are all like 17, 18, 19 year olds. Does she look like the chick from the garage? No, no, she didn't look gross or anything. She just, she, I mean, <laughs> just she didn't like, me. she didn't like, but she, but she locked towards us and she had just all, I, I remember she had very black eyes. Like her eyes were just black. And, and me and my partner, you know, we're just walking around. We're just, and he's like, his room is, his room's here. You go up 10, two feet. There's my door, whatever. So we walk by this chick and we're like, look, and then we're, we're like talking about whatever we're talking about. Cause whatever. And, we see this girl and we knew all the RAs. RAs are like, they have the RAs that monitor each floor, you know, when you're in college. And we knew all the RAs in our nine floors because they would take turns patrolling different nights you know, to make sure you're not being stupid, which we were lots of times. Um, this girl was not an RA. 
we had cleaning staff that came every day and cleaned the bathrooms and stuff. And they, and we're in West Virginia. These are all like older white girls. And this was an Asian girl. Never seen her before in my life. We did not have an Asian girl on our floor. We've never seen an Asian girl come to our, like sometimes the other floors would come down and hang out or say hi or something like that. Never, not, you know, whatever. And she's 30 something years old. I mean, definitely. What time was this? It's like five in the morning or something. So, and it couldn't have been someone that just wandered in there off the street. You can't, you can't come off the street. Well, you, well, you could try, but there's, there's police and um, check, they check your ID to get in and stuff into the building. It's secure, obviously. It's a college storm. Um, so they have a security system to get in. There's the and she had. She had street clothes really? on, just normal, whatever, just normal clothes. And then she's watched. She didn't look abnormal at all. She didn't look gross. She didn't look gory. And she she had bloody. the blackest eyes. She just had. The dark, all I remember, eyes. I just remember they were black what eyes. Who is that from? I have no <laughs> idea. But I just remember she, Halloween. Had, she had black eyes. And, and, right. and she's walking toward us. Didn't say a word. And we just walked by her and we're like, what the fuck? Like in our brains, we're both me and my partner and my friend are doing that. So we walk by, he goes in his room. I open up my room. And then as soon as I open my room, I'm like, what? And I grab my ID or whatever. Cause it's like right there on my desk. But so grab it. I run into Mike's room. Like, like I said, I run out, run. And he's like, dude, did you see that? What the fuck? And he's like, yeah, that was freaky as fuck. And so then we run down the hall. Cause we, we, this probably took us 10 seconds at this point. Right. So we run down the hall to the corner which is you turn the corner and then there's a door for the stairwell. And of course you can go up, you can go down one or up eight. Right. And you, and those are stairwell doors or metal doors. Again, they're going to close They're fire safety doors. Right. So they're going to close by themselves or on those like hinges that do that. And they're loud as fuck when they close, they go, 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 you know what I mean? Cause they're metal right. doors. We didn't hear any metal doors closing. We run there. We open the door. We look down one floor. There's no one there on the stairwell. And we look up. So if you're going up to any floor, we would not only see you, we would also hear the door closing wherever floor you're on, right? You would hear it for sure in the stairwell. So right. we look, there's no one there. And then we go to the middle part of the room, of the floor, which is the common area, and then there's elevator shafts, and there's no one there. And so then we run downstairs, go down, now we go back and go down the staircase, go down, and right where we come out at our staircase right there is right near the front door, has to be right near the front door entrance to the building. And we're like, hey, did a girl come by here? Like this Asian chick? And they're like, no. And we're like, all right. And so then we just go get lunch or breakfast. I mean, and it was weird. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Cause that was one of the ones where I was like that she did not, I mean, she looked human as far as what she looked like, obviously, but she had black eyes and it just, it like, it was, like she it was weird. Right it was weird. Yeah. No, yeah. She did like, she doesn't even like, didn't even notice we were there, but she walked right down the hall by us, but she was zoned. Like she was like, you know, that zone look. What was she wearing? I don't know. Clothes. I don't know. Just normal well, stuff. It, it, yeah. Was it wasn't like, was it like, you know, no, it wasn't misty. It wasn't present. Period yeah, 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 yeah. Or... Normal stuff you'd see, okay. like people wearing that, that time period. This was in the uh, mid nineties. Right. So she was wearing whatever you're wearing then. So it wasn't wearing anything stupid. She didn't so look at us. So she was wearing her uh, Pearl Jam t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. She had Nirvana stuff on. <laughs> and she, she, uh, but she walked, um, I mean, she literally walked, she was looking straight ahead and she just walked and that's all she did. And she wasn't see-through. She didn't like float or none of that stuff. Like people say it was just weird. And I've looked, I've tried to look up stuff about it to see because there's definitely hauntings at like anywhere west virginia has especially in west virginia yeah they have them all they have them at the school and stuff too they have stories you can read about them and i haven't heard anybody else talk about them um so that was that one and then the only other that that i definitely witnessed like i definitely saw this girl my my friend who was standing right there with me like he was side by side he saw it too and we both both when i ran into his room we're like what we both looked at each other, like what the fuck did you see that like that was not not you know first just didn't make any sense so that was one of the things and then the other one we had was my or I had I should say is my sophomore year I stayed at a place called uh Summit Hall which was like a not university owned sort of set up like a dorm 
experience, right? But it's not run by the university. Um, so it's private and they have their own cafeteria downstairs with like real food and like really good stuff, right? So right. that's where that's where I stayed my sophomore year. So the story was, and this was a true story. Now this part here is a true story. So true story was back in the day, I don't know how long ago, but way before I was at WVU, the ninth floor of that t- of Summit Hall was a- allowed to be rented by the university for some sort of thing they did in the afternoons, where, or maybe it was the university or the high school. I don't remember which one where they could come. And those people who went to that, whatever that program was, went on, they did it, went up to the ninth floor and they did their thing. Right. And then whatever they did. Well, the true factual story you could read about it was that one of those kids, and I say kids, meaning like college age or high school age, I don't remember exactly the age of the kid, the story anymore, but fell down the elevator shaft. There were three elevators, like, like one, two, three, all in a row right there. And fell down the elevator shaft of one of the elevators. And it was on, like, let's say floor two, the elevator. I think, I, I, think I remember the story. Yeah. yeah. And it fell and, and landed on the top of the elevator, the, 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 the door, you know, the top of the actual elevator car. Right. And, and then died, of course. And the fire department got whatever. Everybody got caught, whatever. Right. And, um, and, what, and so we'd all heard about the story because we lived there. So everybody heard about the story. And then what they would do is certain days of the week, they would, uh, the staff that worked at the facility, they would lock the elevator. We had a basement, ground, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They would lock the elevator on the basement floor. And then they would go in, open it on the ground floor, open the doors up on the ground floor, and walk on top of the car and clean it. Like, not clean it, but like um, pick up trash or whatever. College kids, we do dumb shit. So they'd, right. they'd go and clean stuff. And then also they would put the elevator up on like, let's say the second floor open up the basement and go in and get stuff out of the cavern there, you know, cause people drop, if you drop a paper or something, it eventually it falls down there. Right. So they do this periodically. So we're talking right. to one of the staff one day about it. We just see him doing the cleaning and he's up getting ready. Like it's blocked off. It's coned off. You can't get in there, but he's like in there going in, in the car, like picking up a couple trash pieces or whatever. And we're like asking about the story. He's like, Oh yeah, no, that's, that's not a story. That's actual fact. And we're like, and he goes, yeah, look here, this is the car right here. And we're like, what? He goes, yeah, this is the car. You can see the imprint right here of a human. Like, like that fell on like their side kind of thing. Like, like a mark you'd make in a mattress when you sleep on your side, you know? So you kind of, not, now, it wasn't like detailed, but you could see like a definite divot of someone that, you know, was, let's say 180 pounds, 150 pounds, right? And I go, oh, they don't change that? He goes, well, no, this doesn't affect the inside of the car that when you're in the actual car part, this is on the top, you know? And I was like, oh, wow. And he's like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's a real story. And, so we had heard that and every time you see that indentation, you're going to, well, you don't of, see it. Normally you never see it because it's in the top outside right. of top. So the only time right. you see it is when they're doing some sort of cleaning. Cause you're never going to open the, you're never going to open the exterior doors to the elevator and look down the shaft. I mean, it's locked. It's not going to do that. They have to have a key to right. do that. So we heard about it. Da, 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 and we knew that stuff. Well, then allegedly the, Oh, that I forgot this part of the story. When he fell, when the kid fell, he landed on the top of the car and the car was on the fifth floor. That's an important part of the story. I forgot to say that before. So, the car, so he fell from the ninth floor to the fifth floor. Okay, now backtrack. So now I'm living there. We're on the fifth floor. That's where I live. And it's a, it, it's a T-shaped uh, a building. T-shaped, right? You have a hallway and then a hallway that comes in the middle and the elevator shaft's right there. There's a big common room, TV, all the cable channels and all this stuff. And so we're sitting around and they were telling us, they're like, oh yeah, like the, the, it's this, this elevator's haunted. The middle elevator is the one that he fell in. Middle elevator's haunted. And we're like, oh, what do you mean? And they're like, oh yeah, remember the story we heard like a while back ago and stuff? They're like, yeah. And they're like, 
Yeah, you'll see it. It'll, it'll, the elevators were programmed that whenever they weren't in use, they went down to the first floor. I'm sorry. Yeah, the first floor, which was the floor that you came in off the street onto. And they would sit there, open their doors, and just sit. That's what the elevators were programmed to do. Boop. So when you came in off the street, like you come back from class, you just walk into the elevator, hit a button, takes you right to your elevator. If no one's using the elevator. Boop, drops in, open, doors open, sits on the first floor waiting for the next person. That's what it did. That's what the elevators were all programmed to do. So this elevator, though, on, on our fifth floor, we found out, because we were outside, we were doing a drinking, drunk Monopoly. We were playing Monopoly. And then anytime anything bad happens, you have to do like a shot. And because um, it's, it's WVU. Yeah, like our, <laughs> I remember our RA came out at like 5.30 in the morning. He's like, how long have you guys been playing? Like, I don't know. What time is it? He's like, 5.30? We're like, oh, since last night. We're like, like hammered. You know what I mean? He's like, do you guys have class today? We're like, I don't know. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're all trashed. But we're sitting there playing. And while we're playing, and I witnessed this. Now, I don't, no ghosts or anything. But while we're sitting there, it go, it go, ring, it go, oh, sorry, bump my mic. It would go, it would go, ring, and stop at the fifth floor, and the elevator would open up, and just sit there. No one's on the elevator when it's not supposed to. Yeah, it's not supposed to do that. Now, now could now could someone have sent it to the fifth floor to fuck with us? Oh, absolutely. Sure. You could anybody go in there, hit five, and then get out of the elevator and let it do its thing, right? <laughs> so, so we're like, what the fuck? Fuck off. If they that's, were, man, that's a pretty good trick. Yeah, but we're like, fuck off. That's bullshit. So, so then we're like, we're like, and so we, we send it down to one, we get it. Someone goes in there. Hey, fuck it. And it would just sit there. It wouldn't go. It wouldn't like sit there for two minutes and then close and go back down. It would just sit, which is not supposed to do. Cause we talked to the people that worked there about it. Cause we talked to that guy that was the cleaning maintenance elevator maintenance guy. And, right. and we're like, what the fuck? And then, and then, and then, so someone goes, Hey, Hey, fucking go send it up somewhere. So someone walked in, hit nine and then it goes, and it goes up. Right. And then all of a sudden, like maybe two minutes later, it goes, and we're like dude fuck off like that and and, and so so we went in there and some eventually someone went in there and hit like you know you do the all the buttons you know it's it's like five in the morning someone's using the fucking elevators so someone in there was like one two three four five six seven eight nine right and whatever and then it went went away but did and, then, you, did and then like two minutes later it came back again it was like ding, and it still wasn't hadn't gone to all those floors no way it went to nine floors that fast did you, did you hear it? Uh, did no, the voice come out and no, say, No, there was no voice. You have seven days. Seven days. No, it wasn't. But it was, it was eerie as fuck. Like, you didn't see anything. There was no, like, anything like that. I wish now that I'm more, like, aware of stuff like that. Like, like I'm more, right. like, open to thinking about stuff like that more. Um, I wish I'd, made, you know, I wish I could go there now almost and see it happen. You know, but it was, like, it was, that was one of the freakiest things I've ever seen. Because, like, the first couple times, you're like, okay, someone's fucking with me. You know, or us, because there's like six or seven of us out there. And first time, it's funny. You know, it's like one of those things, you know. But, you know, after, after you see it multiple times and you hit multiple buttons and it goes down to like one floor and then skips doing all this other stuff it's told to do and comes back to the fifth floor and just sits there and opens up and just sits there. No, that's not how any elevator works. <laughs> so that was, that was freaky as fuck, too. So those are my, those are my personal, personally witnessed freak out things. Thank you. What do you think? That's pretty freaky, bro. Yeah. Well, what I, what I, what I think is, is, uh, I don't want to say funny, but I'll say arrogant. It's how people will, whenever something like that happens, the first thing they'll try to do is just rationalize it. And it's like, some things are just unexplainable. And if you really look at it, we don't, I mean, we, all we know is what we've learned ourselves. Right. As human beings, we all, that's all. 
And that's only a fraction of it. You know, we only know what we've, what we've discovered ourselves. And we, if you really look at it in the broad spectrum, we haven't, we, we still know very little about, you know, this universe and the whole cosmos and, and how everything really truly works. But we don't, you know, and people can sit here and say, well, he's, that's fucking out there. It's like, no, it, it's true though. It, it's true. I mean, and when it comes to people who have certain belief systems where they don't believe, like, uh, I had a friend of mine who, um, she, uh, you know, she, she didn't believe she wasn't religious. She was very, you know, science based, you know, she was, she had that, she just had that brain and, uh, she was an atheist. You know, she was a self-proclaimed atheist. She did not believe in any type of, you know, higher power or, you know, divine or anything. She believed when you died, you went in the ground and that was it. You became part of the earth. That's what she believed. But when certain things like that or anything else that we've talked about happens to somebody like that, I can't even imagine how it changes their perspective because here it is. They have this science brain and everything that they just experienced in that situation defies everything that they thought they knew. So that right there is proof that, you know, something else is going on here. Well, it's like that something, like, something that we don't know. Well, like with that girl I saw, like I, we, our first thing was not, Oh, we saw a ghost. We just knew it was, Something wasn't, that wasn't normal. We didn't know what it was. We didn't right. both be like, oh my God, we both saw a ghost. Let's, let's document this point in history. Like, that's not it. We were both like, what the fuck was that? That was the freakiest, not freakiest girl I've ever seen in my life. Like human. Freakiest, not freakiest human. Like normal, totally looking, everything totally normal, clothes on point, everything normal. You know, not, not floating, like I said, not see-through, not transparent, nothing like that. And, but the eyes were the weirdest. It was fucked up and then we immediately did just what you said logically check the stair like she couldn't be on the floor anywhere we would have heard definitely heard her if she went into a room on our floor because our floor was a square and it wasn't you know it was not that big it was like nine rooms per side or whatever um and then the stairwell doors were heavy and you would hear those and we went and none of the st- when we looked down stairwell door was not opening closing because they closed slowly you know the fire doors because they're on that spring thing and then we looked up none of the doors were no, almost closing or hearing them close and then barely latch as you look up. Wasn't any of that. And we went downstairs and asked the staff. No, hadn't seen anybody. And we knew the girl, the cleaning lady was an old white lady that uh, cleaned our floor all the time. We knew her because we talked to her all the time because she came once a week or whatever. And we knew her and it definitely wasn't her. And no other RAs, all the RAs were, you know, like we'll say tw- max of like 22, you know, this lady was in her thirties. You know, she was right. way older than a college kid. You know, so it was like that. And that's one of those things. Like, it was just like, I, that, 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 that was the one thing I always believed in ghosts. Like I always thought ghosts were, yeah, it's a possibility. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe, you know, but something like that, when we saw that, I was like, yeah, that was something that was definitely not whatever, you know? I mean, me personally, I, I mean, I'm, I've said this before. I'm a Christian, you know, I don't push that on anybody. You know, that this, that's just me. Okay. Um, but, I'm have friends who 
are completely the opposite. They don't they don't believe in any of that. And and they're also in this line of work. That's how I am. I don't believe in organized religion. Right, right. I don't know. Uh, I don't well, knock let, anybody let me, that let me, does. Let me, let me, let me explain myself. Let me, sure. let me explain. This is this is how I, I I see it. I I I see it as um God created spirituality. Man created religion. Man or woman created religion. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big believer in organized religion. I mean that to me that I'm not saying all of it, but a lot of it is. It's like to me, it's like a control mechanism. Yeah. You know, um, I, am I, but does that mean I'm, am I a Christian? Yes. Do I believe in God? Yes. Do I believe in Jesus Christ? Yes. That that's me. That those are my beliefs. Like I said, I don't push that on anybody, but when you have like, like the friend I was just explaining, or the friend I was talking about before, who was an, an, an atheist and had the science brain and everything was explainable. But when you experience certain things like that, that you can't explain, especially if they go against the law of physics, depending on what the situation is, how much of that belief system changes or how much does that open their mind just a little bit? You know what I mean? Um, like for instance, I remember, I know I've ex- explained this story on, uh, on the podcast before, but I'll use this as an example. Like going against the law of physics, you know, when, and I've, like I said, I've explained this, this, this call before. And this was about, shit, this was like probably 27 years ago, um, close to 27 years ago. Um, it was, uh, you know, when you were all up on the scene of a car accident and that car looks, is so mangled and crushed that it looks like you took a, a moving box, a big moving box, and just like crush the shit out of it. That's basically what the car looks like. And like I said before, it's one of those accidents you roll up on, and it's like, yeah, no one survived this. This is just going to be recovery, cleanup, whatnot. Um, and not only did the person or persons survive, but they're walking around without a scratch except for maybe a little nick on the face or the shoulder, whatever. How? And you're looking at the vehicle, and then you're looking at the person walking around, and the first thing that your brain tells you is, this person's lying. They weren't in that car. There's no way. Sure. There's no physical way that that person, one, survived or got themselves out of that mangled mess unless they were ejected. There's no way. Yeah, but then you'd also see wounds from being ejected too, if that were the case. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But they were, they were, they got themselves out and they pulled themselves out of that wreckage. It's just like, it, 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 it makes zero sense. So when you see something like that, especially if you have that mindset that, there there is no higher power or there is no you know higher being or whatnot or there is no divine intervention and you're just looking at what you could rationalize and especially when it comes to physics how is that possible it's not you know but 
here it is right in front of your face. Yeah, that's definitely pretty something crazy. had to happen. I mean, how, how is, how do you, it, it's just one of those things where you have so many people that think, well, they have the mindset that, you know, everything's explainable or everything is, uh, or science can explain what happened or physics can explain. What, no, there's, there's plenty of situations like that where you can't. And, um, that if that doesn't slightly open a person's mind, especially if they have a mindset prior to seeing something like that, where they didn't believe anything that there was any type of higher power or, you know, or whatnot, that can definitely open their mind a little bit. Yeah. Because sure, that's, that's something you can't just explain away. You can't, you just can't do it. Yeah. Well, on that note, man, I think I think we've uh, done a good job for our Halloween festivities today, and going over some ghost stories. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add today? I'm good, brother. All right, I'm good with it too, man. Well, happy Halloween to everybody, or happy, sorry, happy belated Halloween. Um, uh, let's see here. So this has been uh, episode 28, and uh, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, but one more thing, we did get a voicemail. Um, that I want that someone had called in, so I just wanted to play that real quick because um, it kind of goes with the topic we were talking about, and then we'll get out of here. All right, so hold on one sec. Let me get this queued up here. Give me a sec here. All right, Jace, your name was submitted, and the uh, My Little Pony Foundation prevails to like uh, girls' horse toys. Please give us a call back. Thank you. All right, so that was it there. Uh, th- so a little festivity there. <laughs> But either way, man, it's Paramax Scripted. It's episode 28. Fuck Kyle. Bobby, you got anything else? Wait, who's Kyle? Kyle's the guy we talked about on that other show. Everybody likes Kyle. Oh, oh, oh. one thing I did want to say is if you want to get a hold of us on Truth Social, Truth Social, it's at paramedics underscore unscripted 2022. That is at paramedics underscore unscripted 2022. Or at B underscore Brown 2022. So original. You're right. <laughs> are, you one, are you one of those idiots that like, like you want to get, this is a pet peeve of mine. Like you want to get like a cool license plate. You know, you want to get a personalized tags and it has, you want it to be like, like, I don't know. What's that cool? Like, like I had mine, my old tag was DGAF, you know, don't give a fuck. And then, but, but DGAF's taken. So you have to do like something else. <laughs> like, D gap or something, and it's supposed to be like this is funny or whatever. Any anytime something is already taken, you got to add an underscore. Yeah, that's, that's just the so, way it goes. No, I know, but it's so funny because I'm like, my that's my pet peeve with license plates is like, you know, some you see someone that has like it's supposed to be an I in the word they're doing, but they right. put a one in or something. You're like, no, you're a loser. You know why you're a loser? Because you didn't fucking think of it first. You're a little bitch when you looked it up and you typed it in and it said not available. Then come up with something a little more clever. You know, come with like, like when I worked for PTS, PTS sucks, right? That was a great plate. You remember that one? Oh yeah. No, you don't, you don't remember that. Okay. That's fine. What did PTS stand for? This is a transport service. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was funny as shit. So (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, that, that was the best when I, when I worked at my other ambulance service. The, you, you actually got a lot of compliments. On I did. My, the owner, when I worked at Prof, he, he was like, he came in one day and he was like, he was like, a, Wait, he was like, what, a, he was like, what's a, Prof? Professional. 
animal service. But he had okay. a, a lot. Of, a lot of people might not know that, man. Oh, sorry, sorry. But he had a, He was from West Virginia, and he was like a country boy kind of, you know, kind of dude, or whatever. And he came in, and he came into work one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of like that. But he came in. Yeah. But R.I.P. Gary Reed. But he, uh, but he came in, and he goes, "Hey, man, hey, man, who 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 has Altima there? Who who has that white Altima?" And I was like. And I, oh, that's mine, sir. He goes, what? <laughs> what? He goes, does your does your does your license plate say PTS sucks? And I said, yes, sir. He goes, <laughs> all right. Like that, <laughs> he was like, that's funny. Well, like, it, well, and that's the owner. That's that the was the owner of, of the uh, animal professional, yeah. which was a which was a competitor. Sure, sure. So he thought that yeah. was hilarious. Of so, course. Yeah. So off topic there, but uh, Paramex Unscripted episode twenty eight. We'll try our best if Bobby can do it to see you again next week. On paramedics? Unscripted.